Remember the good old days when you'd buy something new and you would get a book along with it that would explain exactly how to operate whatever it is, this new whatever you bought is? It's rare to find those anymore. You buy, especially electronic stuff, you buy new and uh, you end up getting a link to uh, an online uh, user's guide of some kind or another, or you get a, an app that you have to download on your phone or your tablet, and then you can operate it that way and figure out how it works. Yeah, that doesn't change one of the basic facts of life, though. Men, real men, don't look at the instructions. We just figure it out, right? And then when all else fails, we finally do go back to the book or to the app or to the website, and then we figure it out. At least that's what my wife says about me. Well, how does God design for humans to live together in peace and harmony? How were people designed to work in this way that we might live in community and be blessed to be a blessing, as the old saying goes? Well, I want to suggest to you that God's word in the, uh, New Test the gospel reading today has a lot to say to us there. We're going to think about that for a minute. You have heard, Jesus said. And then he discusses several of the teachings of God's law. Nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, by doing so, he's not simply recounting what God's Word teaches. He doesn't discount what God's Word teaches. Remember what he said a few verses before this? We read it last Sunday. He says, Do not think I have come to abolish the law, not the cross of a T, not the dot of an I, is going to disappear. The law is still the law. And it was good from the beginning. God gave it. It is his. So, what does Jesus teach us? Well, he's talking about oaths. He's talking about murder, adultery. Talking about basically the things that we need to know in order to get along as people. And if you watch the headlines in the news, we're not doing too well. Well, he doesn't stop there. Jesus leads us even deeper. He doesn't just say, you have heard. He then takes it the next step. But I say to you, there's a big clue. Jesus is going to turn everything in a new direction. Eh, maybe not a new direction, a deeper direction. What's this really all about? He leads us deeper into the heart of the matter, and the heart of the matter is that the teachings on murder and adultery and oaths don't simply apply to our outward actions. Just because I haven't killed anybody doesn't mean I haven't wanted to somewhere along the way. What he's doing is giving us a window into our hearts. And there we see what happens internally in our hearts leads to the external behaviors that we show in our lives each day. And what kinds of things does God, God's Word show us when it shines deep into our hearts? Well, sadly, we see all of the anger and slander and self-righteousness and arrogance and 
lust and alienation. In short, we see hearts that are broken and badly in need of help and healing. Why is it that we have such a problem? Well, our hearts really are sinfully broken. That truth does not change. Because the heart of the matter is we have a broken heart, broken in sin and, and in need of healing, that's why Jesus is making the connection here. He's connecting the dots for us. The Word made flesh has come to reveal to us the truth of the matter, taking us to that deeper healing. So, he leads us from that internal reasoning to the outward acts rather than from the outward acts and then just give it up. He goes back and takes it apart. Remember that anger? It can lead to murder. Lust to adultery. Swearing before God can lead to all kinds of falsehoods spoken. It's amazing. It's one thing to behave rightly. It's a whole nother for our hearts to fully function as God designed for them to. It's easier to keep the commandment against murder, for example, than it is to avoid uh, maybe shaking a fist or making some other gesture toward the driver who just cut you off in traffic. Oh, you've got to be careful with that nowadays. You might get shot or run off the road. You never know. Oh, yeah, sinful hearts that need fixing. Jesus speaks to our hearts, and he speaks with authority of what right living is really all about. He exposes those two easy deals that we often make with the evil within. Oh yeah, we can pat ourselves on the back for not having ever murdered anyone, but what about that coworker we just stabbed in the back with a bit of gossip? Yeah, we need to reconcile. We need to reconcile with anyone who has something against us. And God said, it is so important that don't even bother and come and offer your gifts to me until you have done that reconciliation. In other words, there's no such thing as an easy, private, quiet, in-me kind of relationship with God. He stops us in our tracks and says, lust and resentment and anger and separation from others keeps us from rightly receiving God's gifts of grace as well. Yeah, we may not commit adultery with our neighbor, and yet if we live in a relationship with work or sports or Facebook, where is our spouse then? Jesus is shifting us, moving the orientation of our hearts to confession of sin. God's kingdom is a real kingdom with real righteousness that saturates our whole being to the very depths of our being so that we might have his true blessedness. Which leads us to the question then is, where are we to get this heart of love that lives purely in God's presence and continually looks to the needs of others in love? Well, God's presence in Christ reorders the relationships of this world. It reorients the internal direction of our lives. 
During Epiphany, we once again rejoice that we have a living God who came among us in human flesh, and he did. And he, we have someone who moves us to see the depths of God's word in the word who became flesh and lived among us. Jesus is the very real word of God rooted in real everyday life, both in his outward actions and in his internal attitudes. We proclaim a God really present in the flesh and blood and bones of one who's not simply a list checker to make sure, did you do it? But rather one who comes in grace. Who is this real God who comes among us? He's the Son of God who laid in a manger so that he could take on all the messiness of life in this world in all of its dimensions. He came to heal hopeless human hearts. This God offers a life deep and wide where his light shines into every nook and cranny, cutting us off from a faithless life which only worries about avoiding the big sins that people can see, giving us a new heart and a new way of life. Not rejecting the truth of God's design for our lives, but rather building on it out of the love that is real and profound. Giving us a kingdom that demands more because it promises more. It is a life that is really living because it is life in Christ. What does that mean? Well, your righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees and teachers of the law in and of yourself. But through faith in Christ, it absolutely crosses every T and dots every I. The God whose heart of grace acts in mercy, acts in love, acts in forgiveness, is the one who took all of the sins of every heart and put them there on a cross so that he might bear them all and put them to death once and for all. That is real righteousness. It's the righteousness from God that comes by grace, that is in Jesus. Not a new rule giver, but a rule keeper from the heart for us. Well, what now? We live in that love. That's the starting place. That's the finish place. That's the place where we want to dwell. That's where God dwells for us. God made him who had no sin, that is Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What is right and true and good, that God has already given us in Jesus this good news of God in Christ makes all the difference in how we view our lives and how we view, thus, our neighbors and how we deal with them. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, Paul said, because it's the power, the dynamite of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is, from, that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith, by faith. Freed by grace from the need to justify ourselves before God, 
we are freed by grace also from the need to justify ourselves before each other. We don't have to show off for anybody else. We can be real. We can be genuine because of that great love that God has for us in Christ. That means new relationships that start over again when they need to, that go back to the beginning and revel in that forgiveness that we already have been given so that we might forgive and move on and rejoice in that new heart. Rejoice in repentance and faith and rejoice together as you share in that love each day. And rejoice in the opportunities that God gives you to share that love with somebody that's maybe at odds with him or with others this week. You'll run into them for sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.